Hello, and we're back with the Auto Week podcast. Still the new ones. Um, we're here with Mike Pryson. Hey, what episode is this? Oh, this is uh, 86. Hey, for, for those, those keeping count. Yeah, for those of you scoring at home. Wake Uh-oh. up and go to sleep, Mike. Okay. <laughs> Natalie Neff. Hello. And Chris Langrell. What up? We're here to wrap up the uh, the F1 season really fast. Uh, Lewis Hamilton won the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix. All right, now that that's out of the Snooze. way. <laughs> uh, we're actually here to talk about something that you should... You can still enjoy. Movies, you can always enjoy. Racing season, post-racing season. Well, since we're in the post-racing season, it's the post-racing season. Uh, a little racing movie. A little piece of cinema. Would you call it a classic? And uh, hidden classic? It's any racing movie really a little racing movie. <laughs> this was huge. Uh, this was. We're talking, of course, about one of the final beach party movies, Fireball 500, directed by the great... William Asher. I don't know if great's the best word to describe him, but definitely a word. Uh, starring <laughs> Annette Fonicello, Frankie Avalon, and Fabian. 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 Yeah, we warned him on this in the pregame, you know? We're paying attention to the pre, uh, pre-release notes here. He Come wears on. his straight leg jeans rolled up, but he can't pronounce Fabian. Uh, good old. <laughs> uh, so this movie is jacked full of teenage heartthrobs. Frankie Avalon and Fabian. <laughs> Fabian, yeah, Fabian was big. All right, so uh, the movie. Uh, Chris, you want to read off the plot? You want to give us the plot synopsis? <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. I watched the movie. Was there a plot? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, there were so many, I guess. There were so many plot twists, though. Um, well, let me just read you quickly here what we have. First, op- opening <laughs> sequence. K- uh, claymation wait, cave wait. people. Yeah, the claymation opening and ending. If yep, you watch yep. all the way to opening the end. And ending. Spoilers. Building. Wait, a we didn't say wheel. what year this was from. For those of you at home. 1966. So put your put your 1966 hats on. Not quite butt. summer of love, but things were getting a little uh, <laughs> little rowdy and a little randy. Some it of this was stuff. So Chris, what was your? For 1966. <laughs> well, this is uh, um, 1966 through the window of American International, so it's basically 1963. Right. <laughs> but Chris, back to the summer of love thing. What was your summer of love? What? <laughs> Mike. No. That, oh. Anyway. <laughs> I missed the summer of love. Hey. All right. The, sum, the summer of love is Fireball. Can we add in the, the screeching record right there Ooh. when Mike does that in post-production? Right. Go we, ahead. We can add anything. Chris, read us through the, uh, the plot synopsis. <clears throat> All right. Plot synopsis. The synopsis of the plot. Here we go. Stock car racer Fireball Dave Owens from California. Played by? Frankie Avalon. Frankie Avalon. Goes to race in Spartanburg, South Carolina where he intends on competing against local champ Sonny Leander Fox. Played by Fabian. Fabi- F- Fabian. Fab- <laughs> Fabian. The Fab Five, known as Fabian. Damn it, Wesley. <laughs> it's infectious. Dave beats Leander in a race, impressing the latter's girlfriend, Jane Annette Fudicello, Whoa. and the wealthy Martha Bryan, who, who also is, known as Martha the Moonshiner. All, spoilers. <laughs> Martha the entrepreneur thank you very uh, okay, much okay fair enough don't begrudge her in her fair industry. enough martha persuades dave to drive in a cross-country night race which we'll talk about later which yes <laughs> more on that in a minute not telling him he is actually smuggling moonshine white lightning she and her partner charlie big with two g's <laughs> as hey he notes he that does, in the he movie he says it's two g's well and, the, and that's a conti- <laughs> that's a continuation from the beach party lineage of the big drag and uh the big more drop. on this from wesley he's the beach party guy um charlie big are pleased with dave's results leander who runs his own still and smuggling operation is impressed with dave's success but this does not change the fact that he wants to beat dave on the track even challenging him to a dangerous figure eight race all right pause it right here pause so it's still a racing movie 
Continue. <laughs> hey, Agents, pause. Pause again. Pause. <laughs> when they're when you're before the claymate during the claymation yes. and all this exciting yeah. setting the stage. Who is reading that? Vin, Vin Scully. Scully. Yes. Every, Baseball announcer extraordinaire. Oh, I didn't, I didn't Baseball Hall of Fame yeah. announcer Vin Scully. Obviously, uh, moonlighting out of moonshine movie. I did movie. not even realize yes, that. And I, I just watched the movie. It was, <laughs> um, <laughs> yep. Vin Scully is a... Uh, I mean, that alone gets you, draws you right in. I mean, it's awesome. <clears throat> okay. Here's where it gets weird. It starts er, getting weird. Er. <laughs> Agents from the IRS, all of a sudden. <laughs> Time out. Has anyone actually seen an agent from the IRS? No. They made them look appropriately dorky, though, where I could believe they were IRS it's, agents. It's like they were well, rejects from the They CIA. had the, the, the suit, the thin tie. Yeah, the little tie, the pencil tie. <laughs> um, agents from the IRS threatened to send Dave to jail for six months. Ooh. Can, can they do that? Can the IRS just pull you over and say, <laughs> hey, we're going to cut a deal or we're going to put you in jail for six yeah, months? More on that later, too. Okay. Unless he helps them bust the local moonshine ring. Of which he's a part of now. Well, unwittingly, sort of. Uh, after a driver, Joey, is killed during a run, Dave and Leander agree to team up to investigate the accident. They discover it was caused by someone placing a huge mirror. Dun, dun, dun. The mirror, of course, made by the, the, the Mac, Acme Mirror Corporation. <laughs> yes, <that was laughs> Wiley Coyote helped. Uh, I think we're jumping a little too far, right. but go ahead. Okay. It turns out that Martha's moonshining partner. Martha the moonshiner. That's right. Charlie Big was solely responsible for the murder of Joey and also tried to kill Dave because he was jealous that the young Californian was sleeping with Martha the Moonshiner. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, Rewind. This, this is 1966 here. <laughs> this they, was a G-rated movie. They were well, friends yeah. at best. I they mean, might there, have held I, hands. there were some they, lines in there, too, that didn't seem very G-rated okay, for sorry. the okay. 60s. All right, well, okay, <laughs> Leander had a harem, right? Yeah, definitely. Leander was the... Who wrote their na his name across their butts. The backsides. backsides. Well, not... Well, uh, the pants. clothes the on their the shorts. The yeah. shorts. Okay. okay, that didn't sound Pant right. bottom. Okay. <laughs> did you, you, you did you catch what they called the harem? They were called the eager beavers. That's right. They only say that once, and there's like a wink, and, <laughs> and it's I'm thinking, bad. Uh, okay, finish, um, Chris. Anyway, the end is <laughs> and this, Dave wins the big race. This movie's of, now canceled. <laughs> yes. Cancel me. culture has taken this out retroactively. I regret suggesting this movie. Let me finish. There's also a skip here, because Dave wins the big race. There is no mention here what the big race is. The big race is the Daytona 500. Daytona 500. <laughs> More on that too. Just how like people he just showed up and qualified this like you know this, qualified in the front row. This yeah, you never been there before, never seen the place. This rookie from California right. showing up like, to this. Where were the Richard Petties and everyone else that should have been keeping? Well, Dave, well he, he was driving his car. He was in his car. The 40, well, he was exactly. driving the 43 Plymouth. Yeah. That's another thing. All right. Anyway, so Lander is badly burned. More on that later, too. Jane helps him recover, and Dave drives off into the sunset with Martha the Moonshiner. The end. Natalie? Now to the analysis. Natalie, looks like you have something to say. <laughs> I, well, you know, I do have to correct my earlier statement that it was a G-rated movie because about five minutes in, I wanted to turn it into a drinking game <laughs> at, at, whereby every time you saw the camera focus on a rear end, yeah. you took a shot. Yeah. Because this entire movie yeah, is the, nothing yeah. but close-up shots of rear ends. <laughs> and that, whatever you want to call it. Including the Plymouth. 
every every <laughs> every scene had to have some woman woman walking away from you with the camera yeah. zoomed. Yeah, that, I that, think, is, that is no accident. That is the American International Guide to Cinema. And this is and this is also raises another question that young Wesley here says that this was one of his favorite movies growing up. Yeah. And I'm thinking I, I don't and know. Wesley is I our woke my... guy on our staff too. No, I like it because it's part of the beach party canon. Self self proclaimed woke guy. Self proclaimed. But to Natalie's point, early on when Frankie first sees Martha, the moonshiner, and she's walking away, and I think the guy he's with um, basically says something like, "Yeah, her 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 husband gave her a lot of money or something," and then Frankie goes. I like what nature gave her yeah. as she walks away. And yeah, Frankie, and where'd I mean, the camera go? Every time. <laughs> okay, so the, we can agree the movie is problematic. Uh, Wait, one more thing along those lines. You've talked about the claymation that starts it, where it's like basically uh, cavemen and, you know, creating the, the wheel. Creating a wheel. <laughs> and then they transition into uh, Frankie Avalon's character making it, to use the he's, parlance he's, he's, of the time. He, well, hold on. Are you talking about. Racing at Riverside, the, or no, far, no, no, no. With He's the farmer's it daughter in the car in the barn. Okay. with the farmer's daughter, and the narrator Vin Scully, as Mike point out, says, "But that's not all. Wheels are used for. They're used for work, and they're used for pleasure too." <laughs> what? <laughs> right off the bat, there's some signs that. <laughs> I mean, he's not wrong. Well, he's not wrong, but I was surprised for a 1960s movie. You know, it was late sixties. We we're getting into the late sixties well, here. Also, but this, is, this is a drive-in. This is a drive-in movie. This is a movie sure. designed to get teenagers necking, right? And in, in, into the drive-in. <laughs> Isn't that what and, they called and, it? And, and from, from there, they can do as they see fit. <laughs> oh, go to the go to the cash bar. Go to the uh, uh, home. What do you call those candy bars? Uh, <laughs> the concession stand. Concession stand. There, there we go. go. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> anyway, so there's some language, and it's mild for our times. But to Natalie's point. For those times, I was a little surprised by some of that, and the, and you know, there was I the. I liked, I liked the um the American Gothic uh, couple in the yes, beginning. The too. Show. Yes, the Pete show. Yes, that Herman for shame. He's like, it's only <laughs> the once wife a year. Says to her husband. Yeah, and then she's like, eh. <laughs> but yeah, there's a carnival with like a peep show and all kinds of stuff. I sound a little too fired up about that, but uh, it was it it was surprising to say the least. Someone else talk. Maybe not more surprising than the fact that the guy that Frankie Avalon goes from dominating figure eight tracks in, in South Carolina to the Daytona 500. Well, he, like he, that. he actually he goes from dominating Riverside, the, right. a, a, a yeah. full-fledged style, like a NAS, NASCAR race. Riverside? To, he's like, all right, we're going to go to South Carolina <laughs> to, to do some dirt tracking on my way to the Daytona 500. Yeah. <coughs> Which, as he finds out. His sixty-six or sixty-five Plymouth is too new. Too new. So too he has new. he has to get a car from the local. Uh, okay, can we just talk about right. the Plymouth for a second? Which Plymouth? His his, his fancy his new his Fireball five hundred sixty-six Barracuda built yes. by the late George Barris. Yes, that car is that, ugly. That it's it very is bad. So bad. Incredibly bad. I I am not I I, I am not a fan of Barris. In general, which I know, heresy, whatever. No, no, no. Uh, there's again two Barrises. One is arguably bad. The other is great. <laughs> Sam is Sam is great. Sam Barris, the little, the lesser known. All right, Barris, let me right? amend. I'm not a fan of George Barris creations in general, but this one was just it's very terrible. It's very bad. Terrible. I did like how it was his tow vehicle, though. Yeah, yeah that, that was, was pretty that cool. Was that was great. 
Tone is Richard Pennycar. It, cool, it had a cool logo on it, though, that Fireball 500 oh, yeah. logo. So you could. I mean, we can go down the critique that car, you know, road as much as we want because the paint job on it was terrible. The the, <laughs> the no, seriously, like the fade spray I, sunburst I, pattern was terrible. I just, the I just car. honestly want to know what does Fireball Five Hundred mean in this universe? It's not a race. It's not like a championship. It's just something he painted on his car. He okay, called the car the Fireball 500. Maybe right? I chalked it up to the same thing that all the bands from 20 years ago were doing, like your Blink 182s and your... Oh, just a... Just okay. a random number he pull out of a hat and just yeah. call your thing whatever. How about the Fire, song Fireball he's singing while he's driving it? At the beginning? Yeah. Look out, world. Here I come. Are you, are you looking at notes? Son of a gun. Chris? I'm the fastest under the sun. Fireball 500. I didn't realize Wait, hold on. Chris was, took notes. You mean this song? I did take copious oh. notes. <laughs> Here's a checker. I fast forwarded where I could. So. But no, that car was just terrible. Look out, world. Here it I sounded come. very like Beach Boys y, kind of. of I mean, the sound they were going for. Set going for. I, I, think that, I think that's all we can play that song for copyright reasons. <laughs> but yeah, it's a beach party movie, but it's set in a NASCAR track. It's great, except for all the problems. Well, and they never actually. Do they even ever show the beach, even when they're at Daytona? Because it's no, almost it's, like it's an not, afterthought. No, no. That's, it's figurative. It's, it's fig- part of the beach party canon. <laughs> yes. It's the emotional strength of the beach party movie set on the dirt tracks of South Carolina. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. is why it's great. No, that's no, that's one that's one hundred percent believable. And and didn't like, you say, Wesley, they were trying to get that was at the point of their career, Frankie and Annette, where they were trying to get away from the beach movies anyway. Well, that's what Mike said. So this is was as, that, as far as I'm concerned, Frankie and Annette always beach party. They're stuck <laughs> in the beach constantly. As their nineteen uh, eighties hit, Back to the Beach. Oh wow, yeah, I remember that. It's bad. That was probably my introduction to them, actually. <coughs> I have to say that Probably the most realistic aspect of the movie, um, weirdly enough, were the uh, fist fights. Oh, oh, where, yeah. where everybody Which watches is, and yeah. nobody like everybody, breaks it up. Everyone like was eating their popcorn right, right there at the movie. These two guys but are pummeling each other. The fights themselves were like weirdly good. There yeah. was a lot of blood and uh, accurate, you know, and, bruising. Yeah, and just people with really big egos going at it for uh, you. You won. I'm gonna fight you. Yeah, because I mean, the many, whole movie was an exploration of ego. Because I mean, how many fist fights did we watch in the movies f- from that era or earlier, where you know these two cowboys would just beat the heck out of each other? Yeah. Yet they'd all stand up and then not a scratch not on a them, scuff. not a you know not yeah. nothing. But these guys, you know, one or two hits to the head and they're bleeding and yeah, yeah. Frankie uh, was uh, and they did bloody a good job of 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 kind of masking the fact that they were the stuntmen doing but nobody, them. But nobody stopped them. You have all these people standing around. I mean, there was that one fight that was right in the winter circle after the after the race. Was that oh, that? yeah. Right. Yeah. That, that it was, was when Leander did. took him yeah. out, took him out yeah. actually, and, and won uh, the one time. And they just started pummeling. You've got two racers just pummeling each other, everybody just watching them. Yeah. Which I thought was kind of <laughs> strange, but hey, it was kind of cool. The promoters seemed to like it. We Like we talked about a couple podcasts ago, let them figure it out. Let them solve it. Let the two the racers just get it out of the system. Just, uh, get them, let them fight. I'm reading a few uh, critical uh, reviews of this movie of, of the day. Uh, you mean contemporary reviews? <laughs> these are the in in 1966. The New York Times ooh, ooh, called it uh, in the parlance of now. This was we did watch this over the Thanksgiving holiday. Sure. 
So I, I thought this was pretty appropriate. New York Times called it a real turkey. <laughs> <laughs> One whole bird that should have been cremated and not cooked. Jeez. Oh, man. Um, to which the LA Times, another reputable uh, newspaper of the time, called it, said the movie uh, featured a brisk tempo, a stylish verb that leaps over large holes in the story. Well, yeah, it did move kind of quickly from one, one <laughs> yeah. plot twist to another. But, I mean, this is more than just a bad racing movie. Yeah. There was, it was like a little mystery going on here. Well, at the end, I love how... It was like a little Scooby-Doo. <laughs> it was totally Scooby-Doo, <laughs> yeah. and then they just cut right to the, the Daytona 500. <laughs> I would have uh, gotten away for it if it weren't for Frankie and Annette. <laughs> meddling kids. So they catch William, William Limbeck, also known as Eric Von Zipper, also known as in this uh, Mr. Big. Mr. Big. Mr. Uh, Big. Who turned out to be Mr. Bad. <laughs> yeah. They catch him, known moonshiner, known criminal uh, syndicate, and murderer doing something <laughs> illegal, which is putting a mirror across the road while he's <laughs> hiring people to run moonshine, which is insane to me. I hope there's not a copycat out there putting a mirror across yeah, the road. Yeah, like right I now. can understand. Was, 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 was this, Did that was, work? There, was there a writer's room for this movie? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, why that Joey guy had to be killed. I understand he was mad at. at his, his death might be the best death in cinema. <laughs> so. Frankie Avalon's driving, running moonshine in there in his 60 Dodge Dart, and he sees a break in the barrier after Joey careened hundreds of feet down. Uh, and Frankie Avalon walks down the uh, the I cliff. And, oh. and frankly, I did not see that coming. After Joey was like, "That's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna grow up to be a racer." I, yeah. I oh, totally boy. did not see it coming. That oh, not a minute later, he was no, plumping over but the Dave cliff. Owens, uh, AKA, Joey, no last name. <laughs> but then when Frankie Avalon, a.k.a. Dave Owens, goes down into the yeah, same ravine. And he's still alive. <laughs> he dies a slow and painful death. Have, <laughs> what, did like you notice, nice chat with what, him. Did you notice when he, when he was late showing up for Martha's rendezvous there? Yeah. Martha went out looking for him, found the yes. exact spot in the road where he went off. Well, his car was there, right. to, to be fair. And, and, and she sees him down there. And she had the high heels. And she got down this ravine real quick. And it, well, I was really impressed. Yeah. But the fact of the matter is, Joey... You've never run in heels, though, Mike, so you don't know. Uh, you practice. You seems fine. Joey, race car driver, and soon-to-be-murdered man, has a nice casual conversation with Frankie yeah. Avalon <laughs> before his untimely death. As, he as he's painfully oh, yeah. Oh, dying. Right. Oh, yeah. We don't see too many death scenes where a guy dies in a car accident at yeah. the wheel. Yeah. Where he's talking and then just kind of stops mid-sentence. He's impaled by the steering column and it's just like... And Frankie's hey, Frank, just all yeah. nonchalant about it. Like, yeah, hey, man. You and then he comes up, yeah, Joey died. <laughs> yeah, don't go down there. He's dead. I mean, he didn't go to the police. Oh, he no. didn't go to the the owner. No. He, he didn't even go to the IRS team. <laughs> and, you know, we don't even really find out. Doesn't it seem possible that Martha is mixed up with Big? She should be. She is. She, she is. But then like, at the end, it's like Frankie doesn't care, and they drive off into the sunset. She tried to murder him, too. Did Mr. Big get thrown under the bus? <laughs> was, was Big he, took the fall for Martha, yeah. the moonshiner? Is Martha the moonshiner really the... Uh, I don't think so. she didn't like Martha. He didn't not like Martha. At but, the, I mean, but he would have been that happy to take her... fight. Yes, right. Over yeah. Martha. He, he would have been happy totally to take jelly. Martha to the big house with him. Uh, also, going back a little bit, did anyone notice the strange unnamed character in the garage when Frankie Avalon returns from his test of the oh, cross country car? Oh, the guy with car? the chaw on yeah. his lip? Yeah. <laughs> He's not referenced in IMDb. He has no name. He's just a guy that shows up for one scene and that's it. And I love how every person who tries the moonshine is always like, woo! That's strong! <laughs> right woo, from the tank. Woo. It's like, that's what you do. And the, and Don't the, you know your product? And then they say, that's a good bat. <laughs> Man, uh, but yeah. So going back a ways, a ways in the whole plot of this, Frankie 
goes to a race in South Carolina, a not a, not a late mo- technically a late model race, but like a an old car race. The under, first race under, not, not late model enough because his car was it's too, too new. late model. Yeah, yeah. His hey, Ren, we're a car we're a car podcast. Yep. What kind of cars were in that? Were, would, you, would you say we're in that uh, race? We saw a harem of uh, <laughs> mid fifties Fords. We saw a bunch of fifty seven Fords, a couple fifty five Fords, a couple fifty six Fords, uh, a bunch of mid fifties Buicks. 56 and 57 Chevys. It was... Uh, well, and the movie was set in 1966. So these so cars were at <laughs> most. They were available. There were also a couple 52 through 4 Fords and Mercury products, but like at most, we're looking at 14 years old. At newest, we're looking at about eight years. Now, actually, do they ever... It was. It's a 1966 movie. Do they ever say the year... Is there a reference that that we're sure it's supposed to be in 1966? Well, the, the, new, the newest car is the 66 uh, Barracuda. That's so, all we have. Yeah, to that was a, that was yeah. a newer car than the rest of the field. But uh, fun fact about this movie: yes, the, the demo derby scenes, yeah, were reused. Herbie the Love Bug. Hmm. Really? Yep. That is a deep cut right there. That's a deep cut. <laughs> Do we have to go watch that now? Uh, Please, not, no. Not yet. But <laughs> no, as, as a car movie, so look, looking at this as a car movie, right, as a piece of car culture, it is fantastic. There are so many mid-50s cars that are now desirable, at least to me. That are being just destroyed nonstop. You could not do that today. You yeah. could not gather that. I mean, you, you could. Well, you could. You could. If you had a it'd bunch be, of ten-year-old cars right sure. now, nobody would care but, if you just put them on a. If you got a collection of like mid-fifties Fords and GM products and just said, "All right, we're gonna okay. make the car, we're smashing them yeah. up." But but the the modern. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The modern argument. Would oh no, yeah, you could definitely do that today. <laughs> That'd be encouraged. Well, even, ten years old might be too new. Like uh, busting up a 2009 Focus. I mean, would, I, I wouldn't do it. Would anyone cry in fifty years if they saw a movie of you? Oh God, I, I hope. I hope. One, one probably thing, not, no. Being a racing movie, the one thing I really noticed was the fact that there was never a caution flag yeah. thrown. We've got cars literally going <laughs> over the, the wall. Okay. We have cars on. Yeah. We me... have the big one. And the cars that are still racing are avoiding the cars <laughs> yeah. that were in the big one. And the big one happens, if you notice, like the fire pots go off and it's oh, yeah. like <laughs> dodging these these special effect like explosions but, but, left but right. even in the first race i mean we're talking the, the explosions and stuff were the daytona 500 which yeah. we you know that was right. a real big one yeah. but the but the original yeah. dirt track race on the short oh, track the guy is, is walking down the infield like the inside <laughs> yeah. line yeah goes, but, there's a but guy we have guys walking. going over the wall yeah. meanwhile the announcer's going he's okay <laughs> No, we'll, we'll get back with you to let you know. Yeah, we'll let you know for sure. But I mean, literally, it would be seconds later. Oh, he's okay. Now we're, we're happy to report. No, and also that announcer. He, he's okay slang for death. Noted, did he's you guys dead. notice that the race announcer at Spartanburg was the same guy? Yes, he just was a traveling <laughs> announcer. It was awesome. He, was he could do it all. He was doing short tracks. He was doing the Daytona And I know bottom. early and NASCAR. Was, he was doing figure eights. And who was the blonde woman sitting next to him for all of Was she, he like the, the she, spotter? Oh, the no, she was the, la- she was the lap time. She was taking the yeah. lap chart. She didn't look like she was really they watching the race. Computer, you, you have so to do the lab You just track. have a girl up there doing that for you. Why? What I else guess. are you gonna do? <laughs> I, she she was all again part of the package. She was at every race. Yeah, they definitely made it seem like that era NASCAR was just <laughs> accidents. Not, I mean, just well, to the point that they didn't even bother with the caution. There was flying. a handful of it. That was very accurate. <laughs> But, I mean, the car's flying over the wall. Yeah, awesome. I mean, obviously I mean, for effect, but... when we see how Fabian go over the wall on fire, that was... Well, that you was... Don't, you can't... That, get, we should talk about that scene in and of itself. Fabian, the last lap of the Daytona 500? Yes. Fabian and Frankie Avalon duking it out. Daytona 500. Wow. Uh, All of a sudden. In the pit row, we see Big Jaw. 
I believe it was Big Jaw. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think it was it was uh, Big Jaw with Annette talking. Oh, he's pushing too hard. He's gonna blow a gas line, which is something that's news to me. <laughs> on a uh, mechanically fuel pumped. Uh, when you push it too hard. Yeah, the <laughs> gas pump just <laughs> pops right off. But go was, with it though. So <laughs> the car the car catches fire. What's interesting to me about this car fire, it starts behind him. Hmm. I've never seen a car fire in an engine bay start behind the driver. <laughs> well, he was going so fast. Okay. Yeah. All right. So yeah. that by the time the flames were visible, they had gone straight through True. and out the back. They broke the space-time continuum and wrapped up uh, the cabin. But so we do know Joey was burned horrifically. Well, as as evidenced by that tent over his body in yeah. the in the hospital. Well, and it, show, it shows his face, which is it's almost like painted. it was a, like a like a bad tan. Yeah, he'd been in the tan. He'd been in the tan. It was perfectly. <laughs> all right, and he was talking fine. I mean, nose you know, yeah. it, it was. So and boring. Frankie Avalon leaves the hospital. He'll be fine. We know he'll be fine. <laughs> but yeah. the doctor also said, "But he'll never race again. He'll never race again." Yeah, because he's the one who's burned all over his body. His whole body's just scarred. <laughs> <and he laughs> well, well obviously, this was also we mentioned this earlier when we were talking off off air here. Uh, this was before Nikki Lauda's. Yes, crash. this is yeah. a good. So back then, we that. just assumed people couldn't come back from burns. <laughs> I guess I don't know. But they said they announced right then the doctor came out moments after the crash. He'll never raise again. Yeah. He's well, burned. Annette was happy about, okay, about that. Okay. Um, Dub may not be able to answer this because he's he's watched the movie too many times to have a, a like objective. But did Fair. you guys, Chris, Mike, did you think that at some point Frankie was going to end up with Annette? Yes. Was definitely. that like, did that leave you hanging the whole oh, he time? They, they flirted a little bit here and there, like at the concession stand and stuff. And, you know, he kind of gave <laughs> gave her a couple like, yeah, you know, I just beat your your guy again. But you're right. I, it, you thought it would come full she circle. She never ran to him. She never ran to him, though. I, mean, I thought she was going to realize at some point, okay, this is me way over it. Or maybe <laughs> the writers were just even trickier than I thought and like lead you down this this road of thinking this. But... That Leander was just going to be the bigger dick, and yeah. she was finally going to go. Yeah, he never went that extra like dickish step. I guess. Like I, guess I thought he would too, but he never did enough to lose her. Well, and even at the end, when you see he could, she could have said, "Hey, he's burned beyond recognition. What are you doing?" <laughs> <laughs> she could have walked out with Frankie. You're right. Hey, she uh, hung Frankie, waiting yeah, for Leander yeah, yeah. to no, get out. Really? I hear you're skipping town. You could argue that him getting all burned up like that maybe saved it. Maybe a little. Florence Nightingale syndrome or something. Uh, sympathy. Uh, yeah, sympathy maybe she said made her want to stay with him. I don't know. That's a, mm. that's a good question. I do say there are like seven or eight other movies where Frankie and Annette do end up together and they're all fantastic. <laughs> really? Yep. Uh, it starts with Beach Party. Then uh, Beach Blanket Bingo. Was Beach Party the, the OG? Was that yep. the first movie? And together? then 1963. See, this wasn't the Beach Party's, the Beach Party canon's first foray with uh, Cars. Oh, really? 1963. Bikini Beach, uh, not aptly named because it doesn't do that with <laughs> bikinis. I mean, they're at the beach, but it's a uh, Tommy Ivo's appearance with his uh, showboat hmm. and a bunch and his barnstormer. A uh, bunch of it's focused on. So drag what's racing. the racing? Is it on it's the drag, beach? Drag or racing? It, no, oh, it's drag a, racing. It's a, the local. Uh, I think it's a Lions. I think they're in at Lions. But uh, this is the second attempt at a car movie <laughs> through the beach party. Now, did you say there is a sequel to this? Actually, there is technically. A, uh, I think it's, I think it's definitively a sequel. If not, it's a spiritual successor. Thunder Alley, hmm. which Thunder also stars Fabian. Alley. We don't need to watch that one either. <laughs> uh, n- not yet. Uh, but so we all watched the movie. We all thought it was laughable. 
what 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 do you guys what do you guys think would you would you recommend this to obviously no one under the age of 15 but uh would you recommend it today the year of our lord i can't think of a single person i would recommend this movie to i'd recommend i'd recommend it to wesley but not even, i already know not even i shouldn't like it for though. some sort of like throwback experience it's just so it's bad on every single yeah. level wow. i mean every I, level. but i watched maybe i'm a little bit i watched it after a lions game <laughs> And, 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 you know, and it didn't seem quite as bad. It, I was actually it more entertained. your spirits. Yeah, just I was a kind bit. of entertained for an hour and a half. Okay, admission. I watched it this morning on a Monday morning at ten o'clock. <laughs> okay, yeah. Wishing yep. that it was a Context. drinking game, and and realizing, you know, probably not very smart to do shots at ten o'clock at my desk. That, okay, the second question: Would this make a good drinking game? It would definitely make a good drinking game. But would it be? Like, would it be too? Yeah, drunk. it would be like would it, Chris at a Michigan you? watching a Michigan <laughs> yeah. game and that they're actually doing well in. Like for instance, sponsored of course by not friend of the show because I don't think we're allowed to have alcohol sponsors. Fireball. Let's say you get a, like a, a gallon of Fireball, right? Uh, the cinnamon whiskey, uh, and you pour a shot, and you take a shot each time. There's like a crash. A fist no, fight. it's a, it's it's the rear end shot. Yeah, the shot. Oh, yeah, the, the, okay, the, the rear end side shot. So yeah. only, I mean, you'd be very drunk. Double shot if like Frankie like has an unwoke in, line yeah. about it. Yeah, twenty minutes in, you'd be. And then toast. you get you get yeah you can double shot for the the bedroom scene or the hotel scene, right? <laughs> oh geez, you know you had to, you had to really kind of put yourself. Well, what's actually happening there? Because you know, he can, you know he has no shirt on. She yeah. comes flying out of the bathroom. We don't. Oh, know. that's when yeah, uh, that's when the revenue. Yeah, that's when the revenue was busted in. The weird guy with the eye patch on his glasses. The glass eye patch, glass patch. I mean, that had that had to be like a nod to the James Bond movies, right? That that had to be like a. Oh, uh, the IRS is now our agent of espionage, and we're going to capture this moonshiner. If it was a nod, oh, it was it was one of those like painful. You're just making a painful attempt at a metaphor. Well, if you want to watch it though, it is you can watch it free on YouTube. That's right. So the price is right. The overdubbing gets a little weird. It gets very bad. Yeah, the dubbing on the dubbing on the YouTube version not real good. It's also on Netflix. I saw it on Netflix over the weekend. I was you went looking for it. I need to watch it again. I tripped over it. It was on Netflix. I need to watch it on the big screen at home instead of the little computer that I was watching it. Or you could be the true diehard. Beach party fan and get the DVD box set, which I own and I've owned for over a decade. Is this in the box set? It is in the box set, correct. Whoa. How many movies in that box set? I don't remember, like eight, nine. Not bad. How often do you go? Uh... It's at my parents' house. Hmm. I have them all saved on my computer, so I don't have to pop it on a disc. So, so our I guess our conclusion is it beats hanging out with the parents. <laughs> you get a couple <laughs> chuckles, you know? I mean,. Okay, how does this compare to the other large or other popular? No, I wouldn't call this movie popular. The other NASCAR movie, Days of Thunder. Would you, would you? Oh, would, would you, will, you have two hours of your life. I mean, the, would you rather watch Days of Thunder with Tom Cruise or Frankie Avalon crash a bunch of can cars? I just take a nap while you guys decide which <laughs> you're watching. I mean, I I don't watch, I don't I'm a child either. of the '80s. I have to. The go movie for the has Tom to be Cruise on. movie. And, and you know, Days of Thunder. I don't think. Maybe we have to go back and, uh, and revisit it's, 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 it. I it's don't think it's as, as unintentionally funny as, as oh, this movie get, was. Oh, get out of town. It's unintentionally hilarious. Well, not as, I said. <laughs> Mike, you got two hours, bud. I don't know, man. I, I, I've seen Days of Thunder enough that I don't know if I, I, don't know if I want to watch it again. I think I want to see Fireball 500 one more time. Yeah, I would see what I missed. Yeah, you know, you guys I'm have pointed you. out a few things that I want to check it back. It sounds weird, but I'm with you. Like, it, 
So, okay, we're, we're going from unwatchable to extremely rewatchable. It's so bad that it's good type of yeah, Natalie, philosophy. Yeah. Natalie, is it driven Natalie bad? Natalie stains Is it driven bad? Okay, I mean, I let, me just, your, let me your... just stay for the record here that <laughs> nothing is driven bad. Okay. Driven is is God's honest, uh, my God's honest opinion, the worst movie. That's the Sly Stallone IndyCar movie. Future review coming to yeah. this podcast. That's the, yeah, that's the Sly Stallone <laughs> movie, which a lot of it was taped right here in Detroit on Belle Isle. And, uh, and a lot more was developed on a computer. And it still goes down as the worst of all time. It's wow. so bad. All right. It's so bad. I mean, had they had they <laughs> had, had Sly and Company brought a little bit of the cheek that this movie brings to that, <laughs> maybe, maybe, but no, Driven is just it's oh it's Nothing it's a redeeming. shame that they even attempted that. All right. You heard it here first. Uh if you have to choose between Driven or this movie, <laughs> uh Fireball five hundred available I, on I, YouTube. <laughs> Uh, tune it in, tune it on, and tune out. Apparently, <laughs> it's uh, it's it's definitely a movie. And now for cars. Fireball Five Hundred. What a movie! What a fantastic film. But like I mentioned before, we're back with the cars. We're here with Jake Lingaman. Yo, Mr. Wes Reynolds. Hello, and Andy Stoy's doing work. <laughs> yeah, somebody's got to do it around here. <laughs> All right, so we're going to talk some cars. Uh, we're going to give you a quick update on the old AW fleet, as I've been calling it and we've been calling it. It's a good time. The old fleet, the fleet cars, because it's that time of the year when all the good drives dry up, dry up yep. until like a month from now when all the good drives start happening again. Yep. But the Sprinter, which we talked about last week, uh, went away. I drove it home Monday and I'm glad I will never drive that thing again. I believe we did figure out that it would spit a uh, fit a Spitfire. Spitfire. Yeah. No, a bug-ass Sp- Sprite. Sprite. So bug-ass Sprite. You say that you're glad you'll never drive that thing again, but at the same time, aren't you sad you'll never drive that thing? See, I have those, those mixed feelings about that van. Very melancholy. Yeah, I mean, it's a, if I needed one, I would love it. But the sheer fact it's so big. Well, and we had a windstorm here yeah. over the Thanksgiving break, too, and I was really glad I wasn't driving mm, that. It was a, just a giant sale. It's basically yeah. a sale, yeah. A uh, billboard on wheels. Yes. But if we needed to advertise, oh, man, we should have got some magnets printed up for the for podcast. It, yeah. But that's going away. The Lexus, <coughs> excuse me, we're all getting over a cold. The Lexus GX460 Luxury, which we're going to get into in a deep dive here in a little bit. Uh, the Land Rover Evoque P300R Dynamic HSC R-Spec Type S. Unfortunately named. You should have started that with unfortunately named. Does that, uh, does that beat the Porsche? I added the Pan- last two parts on. Oh. But. Okay. The Porsche Panamera HSE Hybrid Sport Tur- or Hybrid SE Sport Turismo. Is that longer Type than that? Type S R-Spec. <laughs> yes. Uh, I, I don't know. It could be in terms of characters. I doubt I'm it, but sure. maybe. Uh, another Lexus which I didn't even know we had, the Lexus UX 250H F-Sport Premium. Yeah, that's got a decently lengthy name. It's it's not short. Uh, a Subaru Legacy Sport, which uh, I haven't driven yet. Jake, you're in right now? I'm in right now. Uh, I've only driven it for one night. It was uh, broken, or it didn't get to us in time. Uh, it was broken, but I drove it last night, and uh, it seemed fine. All right, we're going to talk more about that, and we're going to talk more about the Honda Accord Sport Manual Transmission. We're going to talk about that next week. But uh, we also have, what is this? A Mercedes-Benz GLC 300 and a Mini Cooper S Countryman and a couple of Monronis in my hand that are on this list because uh, they're not on the list. The Hyundai Santa Fe 
the 2020 Santa Fe Limited 2.4 all-wheel drive uh, and the Volvo V60 Polestar and some other things. The V60 T8E all-wheel drive Polestar. Jesus, is this... We will not speak ill of the Polestar. (laughs) No, no, no. The name is arguably the worst part of the car. We're we're getting to a point where it used to be the more names and numbers and words after the name of the car made it better, but it doesn't seem like we're there anymore. Like Broham. That's right. Cutlass Supreme. I drive a Brome. Well, see, the difference between the Cutlass and the Cutlass Supreme is the Supreme came with a trunk full of sour cream. Soup cream? Uh, anyway, gotcha. that joke was funnier than uh, you responded. But let's start with the Hyundai. Uh, cute little car. Email us. Let us know how that joke went over with you guys. The uh, Hyundai 2020 Santa Fe Limited 2.4 all-wheel drive. I was in it for a couple nights. Jake, I believe you were in it. Yeah, I had it for a couple nights as well. Uh, maybe even more than a couple nights. Uh, so this one was redesigned uh, in 2019. So not a bunch new for 2020, but it does look new. It has a new uh, Hyundai corporate face on it. Uh, it's about, I looked it up, it's like Grand Cherokee size, basically, which is the uh, right size for me and my family. Um, I don't know if I would need anything bigger. I drove the Palisade like a couple days later or before and thought that it was a little bit too big. Well, your family is full of people who are six six and above, right? So They're we have a, a four-person family. So with a four-person family and the trunk space in the uh, the Santa Fe, that's like as much space as I need. I went and bought the... Uh, I hope uh, my dad is not listening to this podcast, or I hope he does, but not this one. Uh, for Christmas, me and my sister got him one of those giant rolling tool carts from uh, Harbor Freight. Um, Wesley sent me a sweet coupon for a sweet deal on that sucker, although I had to get blue as opposed to the cool new orange and uh, yellow. Lime green. And lime green, yeah, 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 which is kind of cool. And there's also a white if you're into that special limited edition color. It seems like it would get so dirty. Yep. Um, they haven't released a gray yet, <laughs> but I'm sure that's uh, that's coming. But so that's a big box and a heavy box. I think it was like 150 pounds or something like that. But it's got to be, I was trying to figure it out just by remembering. Also, Jake, your perspective on uh, tool storage is skewed because that is not big. That is a teeny tiny. Okay. Well, uh, for a normal garage, it, it seemed pretty big. But the box is like yeah, 30 by 24 by 20 or something like that. I mean, it's a big cube box and I slid it in there. Didn't have to move the seats. Didn't have to mess with the child seats. Um, I did see the rear end dip down a little bit when they when they plopped it in there. It but, weighs uh, about 150 pounds, yeah. Yeah, I had to move it myself before my party, and that was a, a pain in the ass. I used my skateboard to uh, slide it into the garage, actually. But <clears throat> um, so to every power- every teenager's uh, furniture dolly, a skateboard. I have done it with refrigerators. I've done it with many things, but it it worked again. I actually used my actual skateboard from 1991 or whatever to do it, which is still a. Uh, in working order, I would say it, it rolls. Um, it's a single tailboard, but anyway, uh, two powertrains for the Santa Fe. This uh, turned into the Thrasher podcast. <laughs> yeah, oh man, skate or die, dude. Uh, two point four by Indy Trucks, independent trucks, and Bones Swiss bearings. Nice. Bones Brigade. Oh yeah. Um, this one had the two point four, uh, one eighty five, one seventy eight uh, pound feet of torque. The better one has the two liter turbocharged, which I drove on the launch. Um, whoa, whoa, whoa! Pump the brakes on better, more yeah, expensive. I'm, I'm gonna. Not to mention, doesn't that come with a DCT only? <sighs> yes, that sounds right. Yeah, um, I find that Hyundai is naturally aspirated for, even though it's a little less powerful with the automatic, is is a great just you know daily driver commuter combo. It felt so. I wrote in my this review that it felt like maxed out, you know, in the in this car, and then but then I looked at my review of the two liter, and I also said it feels like it's just enough power for this thing. So it's almost like four cylinders in large ish crossovers. Mm-hmm. Maybe not the best combination, but I liked it. I didn't I didn't think it was maxed out. 
Um, it felt like it was struggling a little bit, like on the hard accelerations and high speeds on the freeway. But uh, but that's not what this car is for, you know. So I mean, it was it was not annoyingly slow, which is the main thing, like in, in today's cars. Like back in the day, you know, half the cars were lit- annoyingly uh, unsafely slow. Well, um, if half the cars are unsafely slow, then I mean, well, they're, I, all, they're all about the same. Tempo. I mean, I think my my first Saturn was like 109 horsepower or something like that, or 121 or 113 or something. But so this is. Um, yeah, uh, plenty to get in the expressway. It's got an eight-speed automatic. Um, Your first Saturn. You had more than one Saturn? Yeah, I love Saturn. I had two of them. They were both great. I had uh, like a 90s one. Both both sedans had a 90s one. I think this disqualifies Jake from further auto week <laughs> podcasts. Can you leave the room now, please? I would venture to guess that many, many, many Saturn drivers. I autocrossed my. I souped mine up and autocrossed it. Um, many Saturn owners swear by the brand, and I've talked to... This was before Lemons Racing, apparently. <laughs> I've talked to many of them. Um, no, I love that car. I love both of them. They were both great. Uh, and arguably the coolest Saturn ever made, the Saturn Astra. Yeah, uh, is, yeah. A, is a rare treat to see around southeastern Michigan. Yeah, the Astra was, uh, it was after my, my Saturn days, but it was good. The Saturn, I told the story here before, is when I told it under the semi-truck. Yep. Yeah. Um, but so this Santa Fe, uh, you know, interior... Nice, uh, yeah, knobs for climate and tuning and volume, which we always love. Uh, cup holders. Sometimes these manufacturers put the cup holders like in line with the shifter. It's not good. Not good. So if you have your hand on the shifter or your arm resting on it, you're like resting on your drink. Well, in a car like this, you're constantly rowing gears too. So if 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 you want to put a drink near where your shifter is, uh, Mustang. Uh, my Mustang, yeah, the Mustang is very bad. It your is your like generation that. is yeah, bad. My, like that. Yeah, and I think they change it for the new gen. But so this one's not like that. Um, you know, Hyundai, Kia, their infotainment's always good. It's been good for a while, still good. Wes? Yeah. You got no. a thought? No. What do you think of the new Hyundai corporate face, Wes, Reno? I don't know what Hyundai yes. is. Hyundai, Hyundai, you mean? Hyundai. Like Sunday. Hyundai. I think it looks fine. They're all starting to look the same to me, though, I must say. What, the... Cars the, in general. The Hyundai? Oh, I think Hyundai did a good job with the redesign with the, the toothy grill and the, the slim yeah, headlights. They all got toothy grills and slim headlights. Mm. Mm. Okay. Well, that's one man's opinion. That's fine. I mean, but more importantly, this 2020 Santa Fe has a price tag of 38.5. Yeah, that's, this is the limited uh, and all-wheel drive. So I think that's the top, that's the top, top trim, basically. It just doesn't have the good engine. So I Does mean, it have a third row? No. This one does not have a third row. There, is it optional? Uh, not for this one. They remember they made the new Santa Fe, and then they kept the Santa Fe XL, which has the third row, mm. which is but, still the old body style. But they're getting rid of that one. Yeah, the Palisade now fills the three right. row. Right. Yeah, and uh, I, the Palisade looks great. I mean, I like the Palisade too. It looks great. I just it's just too big for me. See the Palisade front end, I do like, and I do think that's distinctive compared to some of them. The Santa Fe. Although looks, you could argue that the Palisade looks like a Lexus. It looks like the Santa Fe, I think. The Palisade, the front end is almost the same as the Santa Fe, the new Santa Fe. Okay, whatever. Move on. <laughs> well, okay. So Hyundai has obviously revamped basically its entire lineup. Is is there a stinker in that in that product portfolio? Is is there a bad Hyundai? Because mm. Santa Fe's good. Palisade's good. The Tucson's good. Uh, Yeah, Tucson's good. Oh, the one thing I do remember about the Santa Fe is that I drove it on the launch, and we drove it through like 20 inches of water, which I thought was pretty impressive for a... It's a good fording depth. Mid-sized crossover. Um, Sonata's good. Uh, what else do they have? Well, yeah, I mean, you even get down into the accent. I remember the last accent oh, I yeah. drove. I was it's like, good. I can't believe how good, yeah. cheap, compact, entry-level cars have gotten. Yeah, and we had a long-term accent back in like uh, mid-late 2000s, and it was crappy. Yeah. It was pretty crappy. But now it's there, and they look good. Yeah, and they, you know, both Hyundai and Kia are, are companies to venue. beat right now. 
How about the venue? Oh, the venue. I have not driven the venue. It's br- brand driven, new. Yeah. Yeah, I believe it's just been revealed. I don't think it's been, there's been a drive of it yet. So. And then wait, the Kona. That's a Hyundai. Yeah, that's the Kia. That's the Hyundai. That's, that's, that's Hyundai. Yeah. Yeah. The Kona looks nice, yeah, and that comes in drives, the EV version. Drives beautifully too. And I, the EV is good too. Yeah. I drove the PHEV um, on launch, and I took that thing further off road than. It, it had any right to go that anyone will ever take it off road, and it made it. I was uh, I was uh, surprised. Go ahead and read that story on AutoWeek.com. It's called Open World Environment. Wait, AutoWeek.com? You can get all this content in web form. You can get all this content only in web form at AutoWeek.com. How about the accent? Is that a little bit of a drag? I know. I already. No. I just spoke about that. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, way better. It's than, very good. Than it has, and it still has a manual handbrake. Nice <laughs> bonus for winter states. All right, moving on. Uh, I think they all look good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're they're killing it. And Kia, I think Kia's design wise, Kia is doing well as well. <clears throat> Moving on, uh, <laughs> Volvo. Let's talk about that V60. I didn't get a chance to drive it. It looked awesome. It does look awesome. I didn't drive it either, Wes. I don't know, Reynolds looking at me like he's he's ready to pounce on my next comment. I absolutely love it. It's the best Volvo I have driven in years. Let's get this out of the way really fast. How much is this sucker? Sixty-eight <laughs> nine forty. Seventy grand. It is a premium. All-wheel drive, plug-in hybrid wagon from a European, Euro-Chinese automaker. And it definitely looks premium. It, it has it does, a lot of it curb appeal. It drives premium. It is yeah. fast. I agree that it's the best Volvo. It's also the best Volvo I've driven in a long time. But earlier when we were off air, you said, that's a great car. And I don't know if I would go that far. It's a very good wagon. Uh, and as far as the sticker, it's cheaper than the E-Class wagon by uh, some margin. But I wrote. I just wrote a story that's waiting to go up on the site about that Volvo, and I said I do not like it as much as I like my beloved E-Class wagon. But there's a lot I like about the Volvo. What ruins the Volvos for me? Oh, here we all go. Volvos here we go. Is that center screen. Here we go. And I'm not the only one. I, oh, I, go I, online I, and go on, yeah. go on some Volvo forums and read the comments. I'm not customers a customers hate them. I am not a huge fan of Census either. Um, I've I found it. You know, once you get used to it, it's relatively easy to use, but it's never going to be. Uh, it's never going to be as as natural as just pushing a button for things like the heated seats and for the climate control. Yeah, exactly. I was, a, I was in a V60 over the Turn a knob to lower weekend. the heat. Why can't I turn a knob to lower the I, freaking heat? I, I do agree. I do agree there. I think that you guys are being a little too harsh on it. I remember when we had the, the SUV, the XC90 or XC60. Wes, like, where do I turn off the freaking lane keeping or whatever it was? Head-up display. Head-up display. And you and had to like, get the owner's manual. No, no, no. I'm yes, said, you I, did. I said, I'm sure it's on one of the three main screens. It has three main screens. You slide left and right, and sure enough, it was on one of the three main yeah, screens. Yeah, after you looked it up in the owner's manual. The point, Anybody could do the that. The point is, I think we lose sight sometimes as a, as a group of the fact that we're in cars for two, three days at a time. Owners are living with these things. They're, they are hopefully getting some training at the dealership. Right. And they're figuring this stuff out. It's probably a lot more intuitive on a car that you've spent an entire year driving every single day. Yeah, agreed. Um, I would personally say I like I the Benz. The Benz, I think, looks better. than the, Even though Volvo looks good. I think the Benz I think looks the Volvo great. Is very handsome. Better than the Benz? Yes. Yeah, probably. I'm, a, I'm Team Volvo on the I had one person, a civilian, come up to me in a gas station and go, that's the best-looking car I've seen this year. Yeah, it is mm. absolutely gorgeous. That green E400 we had, though. That car slayed me. See, I, now you talk about the complexity of the Volvo system. I feel like Mercedes interiors have gotten, they've gone too far for me. They've gotten They're too very complicated. Uh, there's just too much going on. Volvo's at least simplifies the look, if not necessarily the usability. See, Mercedes... I don't mind... Sorry. 
So Mercedes still has the roll dial, right? For no. The, for the well, main controls? Where, where have you been? We're, no, we're in BUX, baby. Touchpad now. Yeah, it's touchpad or not voice good. commands. It's not good. Or touchscreen. Touchscreen, right. Or if you whisper the word Mercedes, you oh, have to say hey, Mercedes. No, you do not. Yeah. You can. You even think the word Mercedes and that little voice comes up. Yeah. Well, one second. Hey, Mercedes. <laughs> hey, Mercedes. Look up autoweek.com. Yeah. All right, now I can go back to the... So hey, any, hey, Mercedes, we're talking about a Volvo here, so sorry about that. Anyone who's listening in their car, just their thing just clicked on. Um, yeah. <laughs> that, that's what I was trying to do. We, uh, on the launch... Okay, one last Mercedes aside. We're on the Mercedes drive, I don't remember, <coughs> that GLC, I think it was, and the stupid Hey Mercedes. I was with Kevin Wilson, actually. Every time we said the word Mercedes, obviously we were talking about the car because we were reviewing it. So we said Mercedes a lot, it would come up. But I said, hey, Mercedes, or I said something Mercedes, it came on, I said what the F or whatever. And then it said, uh, fuck, ambiguation. Wikipedia says blah, 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 blah. And like gave me the definition of the F word. Just FYI. See, that's helpful. <laughs> is it? Is it? But the Volvo doesn't do that. The Volvo still has its older and uh, more intuitive than MBUX uh, sensor systems. I don't know. I mean, I, I'm fine with both of them. And like, just I, just, like, just I, like hate, Andy I said, hate voice commands. Just like Andy said, we're in these cars for three days, two days, four, even four days, five days. When you own a car, you're in it for six days, seven days. You got it down. You've got all the things you need down. Give me a push my button biggest, AM radio. My biggest beef with that census, and I don't mind the census as a unit, but some things don't need to be on there. What annoys me probably the most about it is the temperature control. I like yeah. to be able to just, like, if that was just a knob twist and everything else was on that screen, I'd be fine with it. No, you're right. And that thing on the Vola, it's stupid. You got to slide the slider up and down on both sides. It is a pain in the ass. I totally agree with you. Well, you can synchronize the two sides. Okay. I so did you can figure think, that yeah. much out. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, Andy makes a great point. We're in these cars for too short a time to fairly judge something like census. But like I said, I've in my research about writing this, writing about this car, I went on some Volvo forums, and it doesn't seem like the customers like it very much either. I want to tell a quick little story for the listeners, and I won't belabor this, but I went to South Carolina last year when they opened their plant, when Volvo opened its plant, and they had a big dinner out on the coast beautiful dinner and the the uh pr guy knows i can't stand that census system because mm -hmm. he and i've had many conversations about it so he being his little snickery self he says at dinner tonight i'm sitting you next to the woman he listened that to developed the show that yeah he says i'm sitting you next to the woman that developed that oh. system i said great and the first thing i said to her when i sat down is you're not going to change my mind and we both just started laughing. And she didn't change my mind, and she understood my points, and I understood her, her points, and obliviously on we sail. There is one thing to be said. When I switched from 10, you know, 10 years ago, I switched from Samsung to an iPhone, and like it's just everything just works. Like The buttons are all where they should be. You can intuitively just know how to use it. And I was surprised at how, without even you know one, day one, I was intuitively using all the features on it. And... Maybe they could do a better job, automakers, of making it just ridiculously intuitive. But since it's got a great powertrain, that Volvo, and it looks really good, and the quality, build quality is high, 
and I still think Volvo makes the best seats in the industry. Mm. So there's a lot to like about that car, and I don't think it's that expensive compared to some of the competition. I mean, there's not very many really nice wagons out there. Period. So I mean, you just said the Benz though. Is, Seventy grand. The Benz, Benz is the Benz a, is not a plug-in hybrid either. This no. is a plug-in hybrid all-wheel drive wagon. It's it's that's not expensive for that. Level. I will say this about the plug-in too, and I don't know if you experienced this, but I did have that one moment of panic where I couldn't get the plug out. Like, you have to unlock the car every time you do it. Yeah, yeah. But even then, even when I unlocked it, this plug was stuck to the point where I got the manual. I spent like 20 minutes goofing around with it, and finally, inexplicably, it just unlocked itself. Mm. And onward I went. But I was 20 minutes late to my mother-in-law's on Thanksgiving, and she wasn't (laughs) happy. Well, speaking of seats, I think a good time to switch over to the Lexus because I think the Lexus has some of the best seats in the industry, if not the best. Isn't that GX about a thousand years old? It is. I just looked at uh, two thousand nine was when it. Yeah, uh, it's a forerunner. It's a gussied up forerunner. Isn't yeah. It? Yep. That's, that's yeah. Is it really? PC. I thought it was even bigger than that. <clears throat> it's a, no. Yeah. It's it's forerunner size. Same platform as a forerunner. Um, it's also seventy thousand dollars. It's seventy eight forty. I feel like you're getting way more car than that wagon for that you got a, a true four-wheel drive system center differential and all that whoa 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 <laughs> that volvo is also a true four-wheel drive system mm, it's all-wheel drive or is it is there a center a locking center differential what do you want in a car is the question where are you well, going well, sure with, where are you going with this check, lexus check sure. the uh, all-wheel drive <clears throat> i think the definition of all-wheel drive is that all wheels are driven now, this I don't think anyone would say this Lexus is a four by four. No one's going swamping in this Lexus. Oh, you definitely could. You could easily. It's a forerunner. You could go swamping in that thing. What kind of uh, mileage did you get out of that Lexus? Uh, I I it was yeah. I didn't actually look. I, I, I have it in my wallet. Actually, it's, it's uh, no well, around the age of your children. So right, <laughs> two, three. Yeah. It's it's rated at fifteen and eighteen with an average of sixteen. That's, that is not competitive in today's world no no you're right it, i mean and that's the thing it feels slow even with the 4.6 liter v8 it does not feel nimble i like all my cars to feel nimble even you know even as they get bigger you still want to feel nimble it doesn't feel nimble the the switch gear uh or the the tech feels old it does feel old all the way around i will i will definitely give you that but i still feel like you're getting more car for 70 grand than the Volvo. Yeah, decade-old technology. Yeah, what are you, I, I'm trying to figure uh, out how you're defining this. More more space, more capability. More power. Probably more, maybe more power. I don't know. So does the L- less power. Runner, so does the 460 and the 4Runner share bits with the Land Cruiser? The Land Cruiser, I don't know if that's a separate platform. Because there's the LX is the big one. That might be the Land Cruiser. Unless the Highlander is the LX. I don't know. I'm not sure. No, the Highlander. No, no, no. no. <coughs> Or is a Highlander? The Lexus LX is the Land Cruiser, not the Ford. Wait, not the Ford. GX Forerunner. is not. Oh, the, sorry, okay. the GX is what we're talking the GX, about. We're talking you're about the Ford. Right, right, right. Uh, just, uh, just a uh, little tamp this down a little bit. The Volvo V60, a plug-in hybrid, the gasoline four-cylinder, the gasoline four-cylinder. Is has, it a gasoline four-cylinder? Has 328 horsepower. Versus the was it three, enormous V8 in the G three forty six three hundred one. Mm. Ooh, that is and low, that, and, that, and that's ignoring the hybrid system. And so it's certainly the, com- the combine the total output on this V sixty, which sure. is which is less car per per you. Yes, less car is a uh, four hundred and fifteen horsepower. More space, more capability is With what I said. I don't say more I, speed. I'm not convinced it's more space. That that GX is it's got to be not a particularly large. I, I'm not going to stake my. I'm not going to, yeah, maybe. 
Listen, anyway. I like I like the Volvo. I mean, the Volvo. I said it looks awesome. I love wagons, technology suite, all that. I think you're a crossover guy. No, no, and I would probably, and I would pick the actually, I would pick the Volvo over the Lexus, but I still think you get more car for the Lexus. Um, but so, super comfortable seats, always in the Lexus. I don't think you know what those words mean. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I forget the one for myself. I think that whatever car I like better, there's no words. Liking a car better is, is one thing. Having more car for the money is another thing. There's not, one is an opinion, one is not. Okay, drove it for a week, uh, had all the kids in it. The strollers. Which car are we on now? GX. Still in the Lexus GX. Lexus GX 460. I'm getting in it tomorrow for the weekend. Did my Christmas shopping in it. It was Ooh, good. How uh, was that? Uh, it was good. I, like I said, I'm rolling with a, a huge, a double stroller, which is like three by three by one. And then I you know, threw more crap on top of it. Uh, actually threw some uh, uh, bags of clothes on top of it as well. I mean, I probably stacked it most of the way um, to donate clothes and stuff like that. Uh you know, I mean, it is a little big to wheel around a parking lot, a mall parking lot on uh, on Black Friday, or which is where most of these will be s- Saturday. Um, but uh, you know, I, I'm not. I didn't love it. I'm not defending it. I'm just saying. I mean, I'm not saying it's the greatest car in the world. And we're not thinking that. I'm just trying to determine how you how you're gauging what is more car. What you know? Are we talking about space, sheer? Are we talking about weight, capability. road hugging weight? I'm talking about space <laughs> and capability. The, the Volvo might out, outweigh it <laughs> because yeah. it has batteries. <clears throat> space and capability. It definitely has more than that. So more than the. I, I Wait, guarantee. But the kind of capability stay. I need a vehicle to have. Okay, you know that right, and that that's probably debatable. I'm saying right. If I take this up to the cottage, I could go there in the winter. I could drive up to the lake. I could go through. Now, the, the GX know. does have a third row. GX does have sure. a third row. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that right there could it make is, it quote that, unquote that, more capable. That third yeah. row is usable by small children Kids, and for sometimes short Sometimes that's exactly of what you need. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which Jake does have two small children. Yeah, and I like to I like to put them in the backpack too. So One of which for, tried so, to stab him in the face so with a screwdriver. So further away. I'm thinking. I'm hoping that was an accident, but we'll we'll find out later in life. But you you're in the car for a week. Yeah, like I said, I did. Uh, I mean, it did everything I needed to. Oh, I picked up the kids from carpool in it. Uh, they yeah. seem they seem to enjoy. Does it. Does that have the touchpad like m- modern Alexa I do? No, I think it was. It was definitely touch screen. And was it touchpad? Yeah, it must have been touchpad. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm which I don't. Fe- lo- I don't love either. I'm not but, feeling those touchpads. But they added the, the. It used to be just touchpad and not touch screen, but now they've added them. They're touch screen and touchpad, so that that helps a little bit. But it does feel in the the gauge cluster is analog with like a little. You know, whatever calculator. But the bones of that thing are like fifty years old. Yeah, yeah, probably even older. I mean, right? Two thousand nine was the last redesign, and then before that, I think it was ninety something or something like that. Been around for a while. But it's a tough car. It's a tough car. Okay, so of the three cars we've spent now twenty five minutes on, which one would you recommend to a friend, a family, or a stranger? Which one would you recommend? Santa Fe for me. I get a cheaper one than this forty thousand dollar one, though. I can't. I haven't. I'm not driving the Volvo or the Toyota, the, the Lexus till tomorrow. So right now, my answer is Volvo. I was only in the Santa Fe, but I'm saying Volvo. That thing's awesome. <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't hear that. Oh, okay. Uh, which <laughs> what one do you recommend of the three cars the three. that we we spent twenty five minutes talking about? Which one would you recommend? Uh, which one has the most car for your, from your perspective? Well, I'm still. I'm probably going to end up having to go for the Hyundai because I'm I'm a value for the dollar kind of guy. So. And it's it's tough to beat that Hyundai for dollar per value. That that thing felt much better than forty grand. The Volvo, though, I will say, is is some of the most fun I've had behind the wheel of anything in a while. Well, I mean, Jesus, I really now, think it was well done. Now I need to. I haven't driven it yet, so now I definitely it's a need fun to drive. Car. But 
It doesn't feel heavy. That's a bold statement. Well, and that's the key when I said about the the Lexus feeling. It didn't feel nimble. How my car doesn't feel nimble. I don't care how heavy it actually is. That thing is. weighs 5,000 pounds. If I it, guarantee that Volvo does not weigh 5,000 pounds. Well, I'm just saying if a car, all it has to do is feel nimble. It doesn't have to be light or heavy. If it feels light, then that's fine. That's all that matters. But it doesn't. The Volvo? The Lexus. Right. No, the Lexus feels sluggish and clumsy. Right. But the Volvo, yeah, I'm sure. Obviously, more car for the money. Yeah, right it's, it's, yeah. It's, it's, that's what he means by more. more. That road hugging <laughs> More, more, more. Again, what I mean, more capability, off-road and on-road. So, more space. So not not to hammer this home too far. A Ferrari four eight eight GTB or a Lexus. The Lexus GX four sixty is more car. Far more car for the money. It actually probably is more car for the money, but that that's a completely ridiculous comparison. So I'm going to ignore it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, I'm just going to stop here because this could go on. We could spend the next, and we will probably off off mic spend the next six hours talking about this. But while we're doing that. Please go to iTunes, leave us a five-star review. Let us know what you're thinking about of the show. Make sure to uh, tell a friend that you love the Auto Week podcast and you want to download it on their phone for them. Just ask them for their phone. Go to iTunes or Spotify, wherever you download podcasts, and like, subscribe. Thank you for listening. <laughs>